Greetings, this is Jeff Riddle. I'm the pastor of Christ Reformed Baptist Church in Louisa, Virginia. And this is going to be uh, another in this ongoing series of reading through the preface to the King James Version of 1611, which is known as the Translators to the Reader. And in this episode, I'm going to be reading from Section 8 or Part 8 of 15 of the Translators to the Reader. I'm going to be reading from my personal Bible, which is a KJV Turquoise Reference Edition published by Cambridge University Press. And the Translators to the Reader preface is found on pages Roman numeral 5 through 18. This eighth section or eighth part has as its title, The Translating of the Scripture into the Vulgar Tongues. Now, though the church were thus furnished with Greek and Latin translations, even before the faith of Christ was generally embraced in the empire, for the learned know that even in St. Jerome's time, the consul of Rome and his wife were both ethnics, and about the same time the greatest part of the senate also. Yet for all that the godly learned were not content to have the scriptures in the language, which themselves understood Greek and Latin, as the good lepers were not content to fare well themselves, but acquainted their neighbors with the store that God had sent, that they also might provide for themselves, but also for the behoof and edifying of the unlearned, which hungered and thirsted after righteousness, and had souls to be saved as well as they. They provided translations into the vulgar for their countrymen, insomuch that most nations under heaven did shortly after their conversion hear Christ speaking unto them in their mother tongue, not by the voice of their minister only, but also by the written word translated. If any doubt hereof, he may be satisfied by examples enough, if enough will serve the turn. First, St. Jerome saith, Multarum gentium lingui scriptura ante translata docet falsa esse quae adita sunt, etc. i.e., the scripture, being translated before in the language of many nations, doth show that those things that were added by Lucian or Hesychius are false. So St. Jerome in that place. The same Jerome elsewhere affirmeth that he, the time was, had set forth the translation of the seventy, suae linguae hominibus, i.e., for his countrymen of Dalmatia. Which words not only Erasmus doth understand to purport that St. Jerome translated the scriptures into the Dalmatian tongue, but also Sixtus Sinensis and Alphonsus a Castro, that we speak of no more, men not to be expected against by them of Rome, do ingeniously confess as much. So St. Chrysostom, that lived in St. Jerome's time, giveth evidence with him. The doctrine of St. John, saith he, did not in such sort as the philosophers did vanish away, but the Syrians, Egyptians, Indians, Persians, Ethiopians, and infinite other nations, being barbarous people, translated it into their mother tongue, and have learned to be true philosophers, he meaneth Christians. To this may be added Theodoret, as next unto him, both for antiquity and for learning. His words be these, Every country that is under the sun is full of these words. 
of the apostles and prophets, and of the Hebrew tongue, he meaneth the scriptures in the Hebrew tongue, is turned not only into the language of the Grecians, but also of the Romans and Egyptians and Persians and Indians and Armenians and Scythians and Sarmatians, and briefly into all the languages that any nation useth. So he, in like manner, Opilus is reported by Paulus, Diaconus, and Isidore, and before them by Sazaman, to have translated the scriptures into the Gothic tongue. John, bishop of Seville, by Vassius, to have turned them into Arabic, about the year of our Lord, 717. Beda, by Cistertensis, to have turned a great part of them into Saxon. Ephnard, by Trithamius, to have abridged the French Psalter, as Beda had done the Hebrew about the year 800. King Alurid, by the said Cistertensis, to have turned the Psalter into Saxon. Methodius, by Aventinus, printed at Ingolstadt, to have turned the scriptures into Sclavonian. Sclavonian. Valdo, bishop of Frizing, by Beatus Renanus, to have caused about that time the Gospels to be translated into Dutch rhyme, rhythm rather, yet extent in the library of Corbinian, Valdus by divers, to have turned them himself, or to have gotten them turned into French about the year 1160. Charles V of that name, surnamed the Wise, to have caused them to be turned into French about 200 years after Valdus, his time of which translation there be many copies yet extant, as witnesses Barrow Aldus. Much about that time, even in our King Richard II's day, John Trevisa translated them into English, and many English Bibles in written hand are yet to be seen with divers, translated as it is very probable in that age. So the Syrian translation of the New Testament is, in most learned men's libraries, of vid menstadius, his setting forth, and the Psalter in Arabic is with many of Augustinus Nabinsus setting forth. So Postal affirmeth that in his travel he saw the Gospels in the Ethiopian tongue, and Ambrose Thesius alleged the Psalter of the Indians, which he testifieth to have been set forth by Potkin in Syrian characters. So that to have the scriptures in the mother tongue is not a quaint conceit lately taken up, either by the Lord Cromwell in England, or by the Lord Radival in Polony, or by the Lord Ugnandius in the emperor's dominion, but hath been thought upon and put in practice of old, even from the first times of the conversion of any nation. No doubt, because it was esteemed most profitable to cause faith to grow in men's hearts the sooner, and to make them to be able to say with the words of the psalm, As we have heard, so we have seen. Here ends this reading of section 8, the translating of the scriptures into the vulgar tongues.